Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. And we're back to finish what we started last week, which is the B playthrough of Near Automata. We left off after beating Simone. Yep. Uh, and now we're going to be getting into a scene with Adam and Eve yeah, here that we didn't see one. on the first playthrough. Um, Adam and Eve, uh, as Tubi are heading towards the machine village, um, we get this dialogue. They, they, we get a few of these. They're at a long table. Adam on the right side, Eve on the left, kind of sitting at yeah. the ends of this long table. And uh, mostly these are scenes in which Eve questions why they're doing what they're doing and Adam tries yes. to explain it. <laughs> I have a I have a good reading reading for this. And and then it, they usually end with Eve being like, "Okay, fine. When we do that, can we play?" <laughs> yes, right. Adam's like, "Yes, then we can play." <laughs> and Eve's like, "Sweet. I'm going to do it." And it's yeah. so it's like a kid. Eve it's is great. Eve has this like very you know, childish nature. Childlike, yeah. And then Adam has this um more sophisticated but not like not overly sophisticated. Yeah. Yes, overly sophisticated, but not how would I put that? How would you put Adam? It's like it's a sophistry, but it's not true wisdom in any like, way. It's like yeah, it's like the teenage. There you go. That's uh, it. Attempt at uh, yeah. being a philosopher. Or there something. you go. There you yeah. go. So, so trying to be deep, but like you know, not quite. Not there. quite. Not quite hitting a home <laughs> he, run. There, he's, he's getting closer, but not but quite there. The, the scene, the way the scene is set up, is really cool because you've got this like white kind of. It's a very light, very lit kind of like. Um, area that they're in right and I don't know exactly where it is but like the light shines through and they have this long table this long table and they're sitting on opposite ends of the table right and you have they're separated by the table you mm. could see yeah. and that the reason why they're sitting on opposite ends of the table is because I don't know why I'm reading this into it but it's like because and as Adam would say that's just that's what humans did if you look at the high cultured, the rich people, oh, they sat on, they had a long table and then they sat on the ends, right? Yeah, then that's just what they did, right? Cause, <laughs> yes, right. Because if you sat in the middle, you're one of the, yeah. you're one of many. But if you sat on the ends, you sat occupy at, a, unique, at the head of the table. a unique position. Yes, yeah. the head, right? And so Adam and Eve are here and Adam and Eve, like Eve wants to join together with Adam. They, Eve wants them to be together. But Adam has placed human culture as a barrier in between yes, them. Yes, that's right? true. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the table kind of exemplifies that. And the Adam is like, yeah, I kind of want to play, but also I'm the boss. You're going to do what I say. Yep. And we have a whole list of things that we got to get through first. He's yes. getting Eve to read books and to eat fruit <laughs> and to do all these weird things that Eve doesn't want to do. Wear underwear, which we're about yep, to talk about. Right. Um, but it's all part of the culture, right? But it builds this separation between them uh, that Eve is kind of upset about, yeah. but that Adam has placed there. And I, I feel like the table kind of exemplifies that. Yeah. So the dialogue here, it comes from Eve <laughs> so first. Funny. Brother, why do we have to wear undergarments? It's such a hassle. The records claim humans covered their crotches as they went about their business. <laughs> Revealing one's genitals was seen as problematic. Problematic. So yeah. just be quiet and wear them already. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but why are we eating this plant matter? He's got an apple, <laughs> yeah. which is purposeful, right? An apple yep. for Adam and Eve. Machines don't need to eat things like this. This is a type of fruit. Our data suggests that mankind gained great intelligence from consuming fruit. This is yeah. the biblical story. Of, of course. Of the course. fruit of the tree of, yeah. uh, of knowledge. But I love that they that Eve calls it plant matter, right? Yes. They would have some aversion to consuming plants given that 
the relationship of plants, at least on Earth, to the aliens yeah, that were their previous owners. Like plants. Yeah. yeah, it's so good because I mentioned before, like they were covered in a kippur, like the Hebrew word, in a in an at- atonement kind of way. Like they were covered by the plants, right? Mm-hmm. Until they, but the way that Eve is talking about consuming plant matter, it's like essentially the way that they freed themselves from the aliens was by, I don't know, consuming may not be like the right word, but they killed the plants and then they, you know, kind of took over from that point on. Um, as Eve is eating, consuming plant matter, it kind of harkens back to who they were. Like they, they consumed the knowledge of the plants, they surpassed the plants, so then they could just kill them, they didn't need them. But yeah. they had to consume first um, in that sense that uh, I kind of talked about the last episode with Tipovar, the idea of like consuming stuff. Like, you know, they, they were able to get all of it. And Eve is now talking about consuming plant matter. That really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so our data suggests mankind gained great intelligence by consuming fruit. See, that's just <laughs> yeah, such yeah, a yeah. misunderstanding of even... Intelligence? Uh, yeah. Anyways, but that, that was it the is. interpretation, the, the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit was yeah. gained by eating the fruit, right. not by the fact that this is actually a symbolic story, not <laughs> and, and not a literal one. <laughs> right. I guess there are biblical literal, literalists out there, but... Or that humans went around their mm. daily lives eating fruit, thinking it made them wiser. Right. Like, which is a total... No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone thinks that. <laughs> no. So quit griping already and eat it. <laughs> All right, if that's what you want. But once we're done, can we play together for a bit? <laughs> Fine. Oh, great. Then I'm going to eat lots of fruit. Now, I have a question. Did they ever actually get to play? I wonder. I don't know, because we never know. see that. Never see it happen. I, I hope. I have this this hope in my mind that, that they, they did. did get to play at least once <laughs> together. And what would that have looked like? Yeah. Like, right. what would their play have been? Oh, I, I love question. it. It's so funny. Uh, I took down here, Operator 210 tells 9S to stop making modifications to his flight suit. Oh, that's um, right. Because he was like, oh, it wasn't efficient enough and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she's like, no, stop doing that. I can't remember what else she said or why I took that note in particular. I think it's just more or less. The he, back and forth. He is displaying this sort of assertiveness or, or decision making without consulting. Mm, yep. The command. committee. The committee. Right? Yeah. Like Which, without going up the chain of command. He, yeah. he seems to be um, willing to like go after something if he feels like doing it, even if it's not protocol yeah. to do so, um, which is very important for why he ends up where he ends up sure, at yeah. the end of this mm. as part of the machine network and yep. with the logic virus and all this yeah. stuff. Uh, so, and, and we even talked about this a little bit earlier when they were like, hey, A2, you need to kill her and blah, blah, uh, blah. Yeah. And he's like, well, why? And then they're like, it's That's classified. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's go ask Pascal then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like he let's doesn't, find he out. never accepts. Yeah commands initiatives mm. blindly which is what the whole blindfold ah, is right. kind of representing right yeah and i think it's it's in the ending he gets his blindfold removed first but i don't know if that has anything to do with anything but mm, typically he he's the one more willing to not just follow blindly yeah. so uh, whereas a, a, a 2b is very much not that way the idea of having to consult a committee for these split second like battlefield decisions that he makes yeah is probably something anybody who served in the military will have some familiar with yeah. i've heard from a lot of people where it's like golly to tie your shoes you got to get like authority you got to get permission <laughs> from the colonel to tie your shoes yeah, you know? yeah. like uh um, you know th- it really hampers things right to have to consult a committee anytime you think you need to make a small change is a uh, kind of a ridiculous way to run things but that's efficient. the way it's not yeah. but that's the way that you're uh chooses that to they operate yeah. yeah yeah 
missionary missionary down. life was kind of that yes, way yes. as well. <laughs> very top down. That is true. Uh, okay. So after the scene with Adam and Eve in the alien underground bunker, so I'm, I'm all the way now okay. past the part where they fought them again. Then I just wanted to comment on the line um, when Pascal says, after the alien, the robot attacks, right? The big giant Goliath thing yeah. shows up in the city. Uh, Pascal, like 9S, is like, wait, you lured us away so that we wouldn't be there when the thing happened? Like, you planned this, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And Pascal says, no, I promise I didn't. Um, the line here is, I know the odds of you believing me are quite low, but I hope you will nonetheless. Mm. Now you're talking to robots. You're talking to yeah. a type of AI. You're talking to something that can make calculations like yeah. at breakneck speeds, right? And you're saying the math doesn't equate, but please believe me despite the, yeah. the math. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. It's a definition of faith. Yeah. Like it's a way of saying, you know, it's not the only definition of faith, but mm-hmm. that is a way of saying that. That Pascal has developed the understanding of the concept of believing things despite certain evidences to the contrary. Yeah. Very, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that's great. And then this giant is is called Engels as well. Right? Yes, same name yeah, as the yeah. other one. Yeah. Okay. They're both Now, are Ingles. they the same I, I robot? Don't, I don't think they're the same I robot. Okay. I think they're just the same class of, class. Like, the same class of robot. Engels class? Because <laughs> even in the beginning of the game, uh, in the abandoned factory like intro sequence, at the end of that, there's like three more that get up out of the ocean. And That's like right. Are they all right? called angles? I though? think they're I all just okay. called angles. Three angles. That would be my assumption. Three angles is a triangle. <laughs> I could put something up there. Uh, anywho. Okay. Then we have the journey to the underworld and initiation in the alien's secret place. Yes. Uh, so I just have the next sort of animated sequence. Oh, good. Okay, that's right. After the battle with Adam and Eve here, where yeah, this was so I killed my father, I killed my mother, I killed my father, I killed my mother, and in his hand he coldly gripped both the joy of growing up, which is I found interesting based on what we've talked about about the killing the father thing many times in the past on this podcast, mm. the joy of growing up and the agony of being alone. So this seems to be a reference to Adam yes, killing right? the aliens okay. or the machines, I guess. But he would be the representative of the machines as their yeah. half, half of their leader of their protocol or whatever. Yes, but as Eve um, defers to Adam, he may not directly control the other half, but he definitely is in control of Eve, who controls the other half. Yeah, right. So, right. Um, this is crazy. So he coldly gripped the joy of growing up. And the agony of being alone. Um, And he's holding a sword. Yeah. Right? So the sword represents the joy of growing up and the agony of being alone. It's like that tool was like a sword. And I see this with my kids all the time. But anything that's long and roughly... Like things become weapons. Things become swords. Anything becomes a sword as long as it's like a long stick. It's a sword. Um, And the joy of growing up is the joy of like pretending that you're fighting things or Ooh. actually fighting things, but like you don't realize that they're the other side was pretending. Um, it's just fun to go out and fight things when you're a kid as a boy, yes. I think, <laughs> but it sure is. Then it also, that same thing that was the joy of growing up turned into the agony of being alone because it, by that same tool, which was the way that you grow up and playfully learn that same tool ends up killing your parents Right. And now you're left alone. Now mm-hmm. you've got to um, make sense of the world without them. Yes. Uh, but it was the same thing. Right. So he gripped the joy of growing up and the agony of being alone in the sword that he was holding. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure this would be Adam. And then the idea is 
conveying, because if this is 9S who goes in and he's getting these ideas, right? That Adam does have some regret over what he did. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Like, when you say the agony of being alone, it's not just, it's like, you know, you, you kill the aliens because you're better than them. Right? Because you've outgrown them. They used to be your father, and now you're the father. Now you're the king, right? Yeah. You can take your place. You don't need them anymore. And now you're alone, right? But the, the, the idea that once you, once you destroy the thing that was above you, you, you good job. The There's top. nothing above you, but yeah. now, now you're alone, and now what are you going to do? Um, but it's almost like he had to do it. He had to destroy what was above him. He couldn't help it. He couldn't not do it especially after internalizing any human stuff, whatever he, the machines might've internalized. I don't know. This was centuries ago. I don't know how that works, uh, but that is a concept, right? Yeah. But then once you're at the top, you start playing defense, dude, because like you, everyone's they're, coming they're for coming you after you now. <laughs> and yep. you're it. You, there's no one that's going to help you now. Right. Yeah. You're um, alone in that sense. Yeah. That that's what I got here. But I found this, I found this very, very profound, very interesting. It really, it really took me by surprise when, it just comes out of the gate. I killed my father. I killed my mother. He says it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very uh, haunting. Yeah, and, and then very the haunting. duality of the joy of growing up and the agony of being alone, oh, being yeah. two sides, or you could say. Oh, uh, a double-edged sword. A double-edged sword. Ah, oh, uh, I missed that. That's good. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. That's um, that. I think that's it. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my next note is in the Forest Kingdom. Do you have something before that? Nope, that's where I'm okay. at. So, this time when you go through, you're seeing some flashbacks that go way back. So the first one goes back to 256 years ago. Mm. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, the next one's 128. But um, Oh, those are, by the way, for anyone who right. doesn't know, those are the multiples of that, two, right? Right. That's so got to be. 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, yeah. 128, 256. Yeah. I, there's got to be a reason why they chose those numbers. Honestly, that binary code mm. tends to just. That's true. Have you ever noticed why, like, you know, it, your memory cards always come in like. Yeah. 256, you know, those 128, numbers, 64. It's because that's how yeah. computers process things. That's yeah. how that it just makes sense that you double five each twelve. Time. Yeah, yeah, one terabyte. Um, okay, which, which is not exactly it's not exactly one. Terabyte. It's not exactly a thousand gigabytes. Something. It's yeah. one thousand twenty-four yeah. gigabytes is yeah. one terabyte. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> it's funny. I like it. Okay, so the first one's two hundred fifty-six years ago. Uh, we have uh, a larger robot with some smaller ones. The forest we are stationed in, it is hot, humid, unhygienic, a punishing hell for machine life forms. None should have to live in such a place. I have decided I shall make this our kingdom and declare our independence. And these robots have no That's idea right, what that yeah. means. Um, I know they're like, uh, what's, okay. a, what's a kingdom? <laughs> it's a house. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, it's a sort of large house. And inside this house, yeah. all our people live together as a family. Hmm. And they're like, family? I suppose a family might be good with a question mark. Good. See, the concept good? <laughs> of good or bad is, yeah, yeah, yeah it's foreign. And then uh, others are like, yeah, families are good. So this is the beginning of the Forest Kingdom, 256 years ago. Then, 128 years ago, this mm. king died. So his majesty, he's dead. The king who gave us, or who gave all for us. Mm. So benevolent and kind, and now he is dead. This sure is sad. It sure is. There's something really... um. Gosh, like just just kind of like unsettling oh, about um, a, a, a robot saying those words in yes. the particular way that they say the it. The way they say that it. It's so, well, robotic yeah, <laughs> and, and lacking in expression. But like, 
it's just hard to tell. Are they really feeling this? Or there's just something about it that's just off. And it's just like, yeah, it just ends. But it's so good. It's so good. This sure is sad. It sure is. But we royal knights still have a mission. We placed his majesty's memory, his final memento, into this tiny child. Mm. And now we must raise this child so he might one day be our new king. He deserves a royal upbringing. He deserves protection. So I brought up earlier that the name of this child is Immanuel, after mm, Immanuel yeah. Kant. Immanuel Kant's whole philosophy in his book, The, the Critique of Pure Reason, of pure reason yeah. is that the, the essence of being human, what makes us different from all the other animals on the planet is our ability to reason, and that our ability to process and interpret the world around us is what, is what makes us who we are but it's also just an interpretation. And there's something, a concept called the thing in itself. The thing in itself, yeah. Right? That, and, and we talked, if you had missed the last episode, we, we talked did, all yeah, about this with um, the volcano exploding and yeah. how humans might have interpreted that as an, a god is angry yes. or whatever it might because be. Because they can't see. Yes. And, and can't blame them, but yeah, they can't see what's actually happening. Yes. No. They're not just taking it as the thing itself. Right. This mountain exploded and lava came out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no, this means something. Right. It, Everything it, it, is alive. So there's, yeah. there's gotta be a reason why. And that reason why must be attached to the other ways in which I've gone about interpreting this world around me and sure. how it came to be. And that was the conclusion they came to. So while that is the essence of what it means to be human, it doesn't mean that our interpretations are really all that consistent with the thing itself. No, but, <laughs> but, a, a drastically incorrect interpretation will result in your uh, the 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 um, natural selection taking its course. Sure. <laughs> so not only do you just have to kind of try to figure out what things mean, you have to be right enough that it doesn't inhibit your survival. Um, because yes. there's a, there's a, it easily you could misinterpret something and just going on living your and dumb it life. actually helps and you out. Y- yes, <laughs> uh, and and. Um, you can either be right or wrong. If you're right, good job. It gets propagated. If yeah. you're wrong and it has any reasonable effect on how society lives, which religion does, then it gets um, yeah, it gets weeded out, yeah, right? It's right. like, nope, wrong. That is not fit for survival here on Earth. Uh, next time a volcano erupts and some other humans see it, we'll see what they come up with. Yeah. Uh, they might come up with a better interpretation that is um, helps them be more fit for survival. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. yeah. So the way that I, I thought about this for a while, because I was looking into this, I was like... Okay, this idea of the thing itself. What, what, what does this have yeah. to do with this story? And I, I, this is what I kind of came up with. So I don't believe that they really did copy the consciousness of the king and put it in this baby. I oh, think that really? was their interpretation of what they did. They oh, think that they did interesting. that. They think that they did that. And so they assume this baby is going mm. to grow and become their king again. Not understanding how it works. Like a reincarnation. Because they're not seeing the thing itself. Right. It's just a little... Tiny robot. Oh, wait a it's sec. It's not the king that you put in there who's going to grow up to be your king. That's a good point. But they can't see that. No. They look at the robots and they're like, we're basically people. Yes. Right? They look at their king. They look at all of this and they're like, oh, we are like, they aren't, they aren't seeing that they're just machines. Right. They don't see that no. at all. Mm-hmm. It takes some foreign third party to show up and be like, oh, but you're all just like robotic machines. Yeah. And like, they don't see that. That's a, that's a really good point. They I like are, that. They're not seeing their nature... Yeah. As the thing itself, they're interpreting their nature yeah. through their uh, the emulation, emulation of, of humanity yeah. 
and they're they're coming to a wildly wrong interpretation <laughs> that, of, of how well, this works. <laughs> and to, to the point of what I was saying before, evolution will have them for it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like they yes. will not survive this. Correct. <laughs> this blunder. Correct. Oh, it's funny. So. As you're making your way further and further into the castle, you get another flashback. This was just four hours ago. They're all around the little baby rocking him. His majesty hasn't grown at all <laughs> in 128 <laughs> years. 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just now noticing it. Yeah, I, I thought right? that was so funny. Um, so, so, yeah, like, and it has not exhibited any, I would assume, anything that would give... <laughs> the impression that that king's memories are in that thing. <laughs> yeah. So this is why it just I, sucks I don't on believe this fake it, pacifier it, and makes baby yeah, sounds. I don't think this actually happened. I think yeah. they whatever they did, they thought that that's what they were doing, but they didn't actually do it. So Emmanuel, mm. the robot that died, died, and his memories were not saved in this baby. It's just that. a freaking baby that's I don't know built or designed to Who act built, like a baby. See, that's the question though. Who <laughs> built this baby robot that cannot do anything? Good Has question. no no functional like utility. Very very good question. Maybe they did. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe that, they. That maybe would require in, them to be self-aware to a reasonable degree. Maybe it's part of some ritual where there's like uh, they, they create a baby a vessel, like magic. You to, mix some yeah, metal and some bolts, right. and boom! It's yeah, a it's, it's a like new this, king. Is, this. We're gonna put the the king's memories in here through our magic ritual, yeah. and then it'll grow. Add some oil to this <laughs> thing, and then yeah. And then, as they found out, 128 <laughs> years later, he hasn't grown at all. I'll How can what, we though. make him bigger? I don't know. We're too dumb to figure that out. Oh, that was funny. That was sure a is a cutie, though. Yeah, so tiny and cute. We better keep him safe. Right. Can't let anyone into this forest kingdom. And then so another one comes running in danger. Everyone get out now. The intruders are in the kingdom. Don't let them in here. And so they all come out and start attacking you and trying to keep you away. But of course, as we all know from a playthrough, you get in there. They're all confused. This is their king. What the fetch is this? Mm. And then eight two just comes down like Sephiroth and freaking impales the thing, <laughs> yes. which was an, like you're saying, and I, I think it's profound an yep. empty vessel, meaning yes. not oh, just hey. physically, That's but it point. did not actually have yeah. the memories of King Emmanuel in it. It didn't. It's literally true, hollow. Yeah. It's just an empty vessel. That's the thing in itself. It's oh, a hollow geez. vessel. But, and they interpreted it all? for 128 years as their king. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how I think Emmanuel Kant relates to this Forest Kingdom story. Yeah. That's kind of what I came up with. I think that's pretty good. How that you works. know what's stupid? I missed the Emmanuel reference for this podcast, and I have read that book. Yeah, you read it recently. I read it just two weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it was a long book. I wish <laughs> I was more prepared. I've read a few since then. Um, but I wish that I was a little, I wish I was aware that that yeah. Emmanuel was likely actually referring to the, Kant what it was in particular. Referring to, yeah. Yeah. That book is crazy, by the way. Yeah, I, I kind of want to read it too. Yeah, the thing good. is, is like I was all intent on reading Pensee and um, what what was uh, Jean Paul oh. Sartre's book? Um, oh, I don't know. I something in meaninglessness. I th anyway. Uh, I, I haven't read Conch that. I, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, and then the second sex. Right? I, I bought them all, and I bought well, the second the sex, okay. and I want to read this now too. And well, it's like this is not a, enough time. A critique on pure reason is likely as long as all three of those combined. Combined, probably. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, um, yeah. but the thing in itself, I think, is um, I think that's a, a reasonable, you know, application. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's kind of brings us to the end of that section, except that we get another one of the animated sequences narrated by Nine uh, S. Um, Whether in wind or rain, mm -hmm. thunder or snow, or even amidst the rising flames of war, they were always together. 
They never understood why, and yet they spent their lives nestled together forever, forever and ever. Now, Did you have notes on this? Was this about the king who we had just I think so, met? the Forest Kingdom, yeah. So it's possible that the king, that th- this was the king's baby, however that works, mm. but that it's saying that they spent their lives together, right? So yeah. the king had this like little baby with him all the time. And that could be a way that it's like, oh, it has the memories of the king because it was always with the king. Mm. Now, we, did we see the baby I, in that first? I, I'm, I'm actually I trying think to so. conjure in my mind right now what the visual for this one was, and I'm not seeing it. I don't remember. I might need to look it up real quick. Well, it was, there was like a, a there was like a silhouette of like a, you know, the king, and there's a baby in his bosom, kind of like an old like Catholic painting with oh, Mary okay. and Christ. Yeah. Um, it was the machine and this like, baby wrapped in like the the clothes that it's in in the game you know just like a little blanket with like a rope around it yeah and um and then as the camera zooms out and you see like exactly 12 uh robots that are Mm. around it kind of like protecting it and you know being like this is our king one of the other reasons why I really thought Emmanuel was probably referencing Christ <laughs> it could or, the, be. or the Bible. It could be. <laughs> it very I well might be, be way off on this one. No, I don't think you are. And and it would make more sense for Yoko Taro to put in Kant than, than literally Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Because <laughs> so, right. if he was going to do Jesus, there's a lot more he could have done than this. Yeah, sure. Um, but there were 12 robots around, so I thought that was interesting. Um, and basically just says that they were always together no matter what. And... I guess that this baby was always with the king, I guess. And then the king dies and now the baby's alone. Um, But it says that they spend their lives nestled together forever and ever. Gosh, forever? And it's almost like the baby isn't even really sentient, right? (laughs) Like the the meaning it got from life was then and it's just like chilling and doing nothing now. And it it would still consider itself as part of the the king who is dead and it's just kind of living life like unaware of anything else. And, you know, it spent its life in that state, you could say. Yeah. When it totally got destroyed. (laughs) Got stabbed, which stabbing, Uh, it just doesn't seem like stabbing would do anything. Right. Like, unless you hit it right in the in, core. In the, in which, the, mem- in the what do you call it? Um, uh, freaking personality index core, whatever it <laughs> whatever is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Which I guess A2 would have a pretty good idea of where that is, having killed, I think, many, many machines in machines her time. in the past, yeah. Okay, then um, I've got more about 9S's operator and being oh, the exact yeah. opposite of 2B's operator. Go for it. It's so funny. Um, this is the idea that I already had mentioned before, that the inner voice pulls them in opposite directions to balance them out. So yeah. the next scene I have is with Adam and Eve. Uh, yes, same. Okay, they're reading books. Yep, reading books. Why must we read all these books, brother? Knowledge expands horizons and enriches existence. So saith the humans. <laughs> yeah, and I love this line. But can't we yeah. just transfer this data over instantly? Into your head, perhaps, but not into your heart. Not into your heart. Hmm. That was good. I guess. Hey, so, yes. My name, Eve. This book says it's a woman's name. So they're reading the Bible. Shouldn't we be called, yeah, which, I mean, no. uh, they referenced eating fruit and gaining intelligence earlier. So, But they're still at the beginning <clears throat> of the Bible, though. Yes. I find this uh, interesting. Yeah, what is the time span <laughs> in between these scenes? I don't know, but they're still in Genesis, like, three. <laughs> like, they're at the very beginning, dude. Shouldn't we be called Cain and Abel or okay. something that's instead? Like Gen- that's Genesis 4. So they would have at least gone that far. <laughs> Humans wouldn't change names so easily. Right. Besides. So they're like, we were endowed with the gift of our names. Yeah. We aren't going to go just against. Just go change it. Yeah, just go change yeah. it willy-nilly. Besides, you should be proud of the name Eve. Huh. Well, if that's what you think, then I'm fine with it. 
glad to hear it. <laughs> it's almost like Eve lives for Adam. Yes, 100%. In a, the way you were mentioning In the way that, last that, that was actually yeah. my thought is Eve is sort of just living for him in the yeah. same way that uh, Simone just lived for Jean-Paul. Just lived for Jean-Paul, exactly. It's very similar. Somebody brought up that I am. I have many times referred to Eve by the pronoun she. Yes, instead of a he. Total. I'm just a total accident. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to think of them in terms of gender, but they seem to present as males, and that's what I am going to refer to them as. Um, but the name Eve, I just. It's hard for me to to get rid to of make the the, the attached pronoun yeah. pronoun to Eve to for it to be a he. <clears throat> I just. That's hard for me to do on the fly. Um. Okay. Uh. Uh, let's see. Oh, Glad to hear also, it. also, 9S is kind of like Eve, don't you think? A little bit, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, we we I, talked about them being the foils of the character that yes. they're opposite of. However, yeah. 2B isn't much like Adam, I don't think. In but 9S seems to be quite similar to Eve ways, in some ways. But not in others. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Like She yeah. doesn't seem to care much to pursue the reading of books or anything like yeah. that. She doesn't care about the philosophy. She doesn't care about that at all. Yeah. So you're right. Um, I think that, it's more like temperament, yeah. more like um, seri- level of seriousness. Yes, for sure. Uh, how like seriously you too, take yourself and your mission. Serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah, anyways. That's um, interesting. Um, mm. I also thought that, well, I think later mm. on we'll, we'll talk more about why I think 9S and Eve are, are similar. Okay. 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 Um, and, then, and then Adam says, is there something else? What we're when we're after we're done reading, can we go out and play? I'm sure it'll be tons of fun. <laughs> I'm All sure right. the, that's what makes me think that they haven't played yet. Yes, it could be because Eve's like, it'll be fun. I promise. Or it could just like, be as if Adam doesn't know it'll be the fun. next day and they want to go play again. I suppose. But, but Eve seems to have to promise that it will be fun as if Adam yeah, doesn't, doesn't already want know to that. do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But only after we're finished. You mean it? <laughs> then I'm going to try extra hard to finish this. Like extra, extra hard. Ah, oh, it's like my you do three-year-old that. son. Yeah, you <laughs> it's do exactly that. what it feels like. It feels yeah. like a little boy. A little kid, yeah. Like really young, you know. Um, okay, My so, next one's about the Leviathan. Yep, at the, the scene yes. after it's all over. The scene after. Yeah, yep. this is my, my favorite one. Go ahead. Did you take down the I'll just read it, yep. The child held sway over enormous strength. Now, it's showing us a picture of basically the... I call it Leviathan. What did they call it? In the Japanese, they say kaiju, by the way. Uh, they called it... Did they just say monster? Monster? I, okay. I, I think Maybe they might they have didn't said monster, it. but I, I um, can't remember. What, I'll just call it Leviathan. That's more or less what it is. The Japanese says kaiju. Um, the, uh, it says, the child held enormous strength, but sadly was also a little bit broken. He spent his days trying to do good. He was abandoned. In the deep, dark ocean. I, I remember I missed a line here, but... Yeah, despite um, his efforts, despite things his never efforts, seemed to turn out. They didn't yeah. turn out. So he was abandoned in the deep, dark ocean, and from the cold, he cried out, Mother, Mother. But the voice never reached his mother. And then another line, too, they told him he was unwanted. Oh, so, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, he was created for a purpose. He couldn't do what he was created to do. Or he was do. too good at it. <laughs> or he was... That's a good way of reading it. Either way, they made him to be strong. He was too strong. Yeah. So they had to abandon him, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they're showing the picture. It kind of looks like a small thing, yeah. right? Um, I don't know if it was literally small and grew up. It was probably always that big. big yeah. But it felt of itself as being small because yeah. it still wanted a mother. It's, it still wanted something to grow into, to look up towards, or to, to please, you know? Yeah. And... Um, 
it, it, that was the mother. And it was, it was around this point where I realized that like, I was assuming all of these scenes were building on some fundamental mythology of the machines. But a lot of these are just referencing one specific right. machine yeah. one, or Adam or the Leviathan or some, yeah. or uh, even de Beauvoir. No, not de Beauvoir. Simone. Yeah. Simone. There was yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. And so it's not a total mythology for all of them. It's more or less just little insights into each one, given that 9S kind of hacked into each one or that he had gained access through the whole network uh, network mm-hmm. to gain this knowledge. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, it's really sad. It makes you feel bad for this, like, huge, yeah, for ugly sure. monster. Yeah, and, and, and just the fact that it's not a monster. I mean, it's, it's right. just a child. It has the mind of a child, and it was designed to do something. It had an essence yeah, yes. that it... Uh, <laughs> struggled to um well it was nurtured into that role your your job is to do this and it tried to do yep. its best to do that and that actually is what yeah. caused its oh, alienation and disconnection from the network and abandonment yeah and uh what would it have chosen to do had it taken its own destiny and it went to its own hands that implies almost <clears throat> that it was designed to do something but that the design itself was defective in some way. Yes. Um, There's this idea, oh, where did I read this? Um, The book Atomic Habits, I think, talks about this, um, where he says that a system is best designed to get the result that it got. Yes. Right now, you don't know that because you don't know the future, but Mm. 10 years down the road, you'll realize the net result of your system, and it may not be what you wanted, right? So it's like, oh, I'm going to program... artificial intelligence to help grandmothers in a hospital and then fast forward 10 years and it's running your military launching nukes and it's sure. like that's not what but, it was built but for yeah because of that result it's like no you did you yeah, didn't is realize what you designed you just didn't yes, realize you it, were designing the that. design was best fit for that scenario not the one that you thought of yes. so in this case it's like hey let's make a giant strong machine Okay, we'll build it, we'll put it in the water, and it'll do its thing. Oh, shoot, don't do that, but you designed it to, to do, do that, that, right? So but it's, it's, so instead of getting upset at the nurture, which is like, oh, I taught it not to do that. Yeah, you taught it not to do that, but you designed it to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't have done it, right? right? So given that we're dealing with machines here, like the process is best attuned to the results. Whatever happened is what the machine, it's what was going to happen given yeah. that specific set of circumstances. Right. So this would mean that like the creator's, aren't perfect, right? They're doing, but they, they don't know what to do once they've created it. Right. So they created a thing (laughs) that didn't do what they wanted to, but for whatever reason, they weren't able to disassemble it. This is a tremendous waste of resources. Oh, huge! (laughs) this massive robot, bigger than the biggest boat. It's the biggest machine in the game. As far as I know. And you're like, let's bury it and like pretend that it doesn't exist. Right. Um, it probably was supposed to be on land now that I think about it, because then they threw it into the cold ocean. Um, to get rid of it, yeah, essentially. Uh, but man, I guess that they couldn't have done anything else because they designed it too well, not realizing what the design <laughs> was actually geared towards what it was doing. Actually, for yep, I think that's interesting. Um, my next note after this is the pods again exchanging data, talking about <laughs> you know it's it more or less almost a total repeat of the first one. We pods often participate in the same battles. Exchanging our situational data would theoretically allow us to plan combat strategies in a more efficient manner. Proposal. Data should be transferred regularly between pod 042 and pod 153. Analysis. This is idea is sound. Proposal accepted. <laughs> Proposal accepted. <laughs> Records almost... will be organized in time for the next situational exchange. <laughs> I you... love the dialogue between I love it, well. too. It's so good. Because you almost get between the two pods that there's like the 
smallest possibility that they could like fall in love with each other. Yeah, right. But I can't tell if that's really like anybody else would think that or if the game has conditioned us to be so open and to to reject our prejudices against what a machine or robot is or the limits of what it can or can't do based on its essence or whatever that we're we're looking at this thing and thinking, oh, I wonder if they will fall (laughs) in love. (laughs) I I think it's written that way at least in part because when they talk about an exchange of information, right? There's something like almost sexual about the idea of like, oh, hey, you know that thing? That was pretty cool. We should do it more often. Hey, how about like every Friday or something? Like we get together and exchange information. Like I I, I can't help but read it that way. I, I would never have read it this way otherwise. Um, but the way Yoko Taro has invaded my mind and yeah. caused me to think about robots, yeah. I'm even looking at this obvious display of nothing but just efficiency trying to find a solution and thinking like, oh, this looks like two lovers trying to like negotiate it's, a relationship. It's, it's, uh, are we looking at the thing itself or are we... <laughs> <laughs> or am I seeing like I'm, I'm uh, anthropomorphizing, yeah, you know, a, a things. Interpretation of something. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. It's so funny. Um, then I've just got the text adventure because we didn't really get yes, text Yes, and I took photos of all these because I was not going to like sit there and write pause the game and Dude, write it down I looked time. all over for like a script of this I, game. I couldn't find one. I couldn't either. Which is why it, my note taking has been way slower because <laughs> I've had to pause and write and pause, pause and write and pause and write. But uh, this oh, time man. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to take pictures <laughs> okay. and we'll just read it. Um, so yeah, we get into this, this another hacking section here. Because this is after um, 9S. Um, after the EMP, right? Yes. Yeah. So he gets knocked out and this from is where the Adam Leviathan. Yeah, and then he's taken by Adam. Yeah. And he's trying to like reboot, essentially. And so it's kind of the same thing. You, you start in that little puzzle world as the little yeah. triangle. And you go around, you're booting up your systems, memory diagnostics, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And then uh, basically he starts talking to Adam. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was just talking about last time how this game doesn't go quite as far as the first game inf- as far as like inspiration from different genres, different game genres, and yeah. how that one used text adventure. And I had f- totally forgotten that this is <laughs> a bit of a text adventure right here. It's a it's bit not, of... It's not really text adventure not because you don't, you don't make choices. No, you're just reading. Yeah. You're just reading, but it, it's, it's reminiscent of that section of the first game. Yeah, it is. So I find myself in a bizarre memory storage area stretching out as far as I can see. It's a maze. It's a labyrinth, a massive interconnected network. I've never seen anything like it. And this is the machine. This is the machine machine network network, that he's in. I've never seen anything like it. It must have been created by the machines. So then what am I doing here? So somehow he ended up in the machine network from that EMP blast. Like some, some thing about that eruption, like put his consciousness into the machine network. Hmm. I am nine S. That's all I can remember. Large portions of my memory may have been destroyed. What if I forget everything? My memories, myself, my... Okay, calm down. Calm down. (laughs) Just follow the emergency manual and execute the memory recovery program. The recovery program begins to fill in the blanks in my memory. They drift uh, back like missing letters filling out a word. The bunker, 2B's plan, a colossal machine life form. The last resort missile strike. So he's reassembling his memories. Mm, Yeah, that's right. Preservation mode was activated at the moment of the blast. It halted most of the safeties the network had in place. And then you're kind of navigating around. Wait, it must have been the EMP blast. You got a picture of him like moving around. and Oh, yeah, that's right. A little dialogue box will kind of come off of the triangle. That's right. Yeah. Moving through. 
uh, hooked me up to the machine network too somehow. It took a while, but the recovery program managed to restore most of my memory functions. However, I still can't establish a link to my body. Well, I guess there's nothing else to do but examine the surrounding memory space. So you're going around checking things out. It looks like the machines gathered and stored a lot of info in here. It seems, uh, it all seems pretty random at first, but on closer inspection, I learn how it's all connected. This is similar to his realization that these machines are not just saying random things right, earlier, yep. right? They're just, right. It's just random things they're accessing from the old world. Don't listen to them, it doesn't mean anything. He's, he's, he's finally coming to terms with this. Uh, it all seems pretty random at first, but on closer inspection, I learned how it's all connected. There are a variety of entries, such as data on human history and philosophy. But what's really strange are the records of machines stored next to those. In the politics category are records of the machine's own governmental endeavors. Yeah. They, this is really big for where the story is going after B. So mm. like kind of what it's going to focus on thematically in the final act of the game. Mm. So they, they, in their political structures and their governmental endeavors, they tried all sorts of things, absolute monarchies, republics, democracies. And that wasn't all. They also engaged in other scholarly pursuits such as philosophy, mathematics, science, and social criticism. It's like the network was copying every possible human behavior and, uh, and discipline almost as if and then you're going around again. The machine, the machines are imitating humans. I just laughed at that. <laughs> Where's he been, man? <laughs> they told you straight up, Adam and Eve did, that this is exactly what they're doing. Like, were you yeah. just absent in this fight? <laughs> why would they do that? He told you why. Anyway, I dive deeper into the records. I can find no indication of the machines creating new cultures or values. Nothing mm. new. They ah, only right. imitate human behavior. The strange thing is, if a unit fails... It fails in exactly the same yeah. way the next time. For example, if a machine forms a dictatorship that eventually collapses, it won't try a new type of government. It just forms a new dictatorship. Or if it plants crops and they die, it just tries the same thing again and again and again. This is interesting. They keep performing the same behaviors. They don't ever learn. Mm. When it comes to combat, the machines show overwhelming adaptive behavior and evolutionary speed. So why do they insist on imitating humanity? And more specifically, why do they imitate their failures? It's almost as if the objective is failure itself. I sense a change in the data, some kind of movement. I hone my perception and hold my breath. I hear something, a distant voice. I and now all androids, it's kind of jumbled. There's something there, something clearly intelligent. I announce to all androids, the words simmer into focus, the voice grows clear in my mind, it is Adam, a machine made in the image of man. We machine life forms have evolved, he says. We made war, learned, grew, and thus we gained a new consciousness. Indeed, it is as if a new form of existence has been born. Lies, nothing but lies from mere machines. This is his rebuttal to that. No, you can't possibly be intelligent. Adam laughs, and yet you androids claim to be alive? How very odd. You are puppets who lack even your own free will. No, you're wrong. <laughs> yep. His words flow through me as though they were poured into my ear. How am I wrong, boy? I'm, uh, uh, we're 
Perhaps you will. Uh, perhaps you have a will after all. He chuckles. Perhaps you have desires. Now you see, boy, the true meaning of life is hatred. You're wrong. A vile hatred slumbers in the depths of your heart. No, you're wrong. <laughs> this is a very that's anime. Im- that's impossible. Yeah, thing, Luke. The more you try to hide it, the more the darkness grows. Wrong, 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 wrong. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> All who live are slaves to desire. Such internal appetites are what give our lives meaning. Some seek beauty, others serenity. For me, hatred is that I'm not like that. Ha yep. <laughs> ha Oh, yes, you are. You do not trust anything. You want to destroy everything. You have lost hope in everything. You want to obtain everything. You want to be loved by all. You're thinking about how much you want to, and it actually censors the word. Yeah, with uh, four stars. F uh, to B, aren't you? Really stained, uh, reality stained by lies. Stop it, stop it. Hatred pouring into you. No, you're wrong, damn it. Uh, it, it's a bit much. It goes a little overboard it with does. this. It kind of just yeah, carries on and on and on. I, I talked in an earlier episode about how Tara's writing can be a little bit this way sometimes. Yep, belaboring the point a little bit. Overflowing desire. I'm not like you, your true self. So anyway, um, that's uh, that section. Then he kind of comes out. He sort of wakes back yeah. up again. Um, and oh no, sorry. We get one more animated sequence uh, that sort of context on the on the on the machines each of the machines treated their treasures with great care one oh, treasured yes. family above all else family that's emmanuel yeah another treasured its older sibling sibling this is eve yeah another treasured its own beauty this is simone, simone. but one more machine treasured or, or another machine treasured something unique above all else hate hate and this is apparently adam uh, he treasures hate above all else. Okay. <clears throat> Adam says somewhere in all of that, essentially yes. the tr- essentially that the true meaning of life is hatred. Yes. And it makes sense that that was his, you know. Conclusion. His conclusion, um, given the way that the next scene plays out, right? Like yeah. it is talking about him because, you know, hu- humanity is defined by hatred Conflict. as much as. Yeah. Well, they said that we made war and killed, but loved in equal measure. Yeah. Right. And it's like he was trying to make sense of that. Uh, but when he discovered the human tendency to hate, I feel like it filled in the gaps for him and yeah. made him be like, oh, that's the secret. That's yeah. that's the real th- essence of humanity. Right. Yeah. It's almost like he's not even saying it in the way you might think a, a villain to say this who's embodied with hate. No. It's almost just like so. intellectual hate. Flow I came through to you. the conclusion. Oh, hate's the answer. Oh, that's it. Oh, it's yeah. hate. Here, hey, 9S. I figured it out. 9S, it's hate. <laughs> and 9S is giving it. He's like, dude, bro, like, chill, man. Like, no, that's not I'm me. just telling you. <laughs> like, no, it's hate. This is, so it's it's mat- just a fact. <laughs> matter of fact, yeah. <clears throat> it's almost, yeah, matter-of-factly sort of saying it. Now, I want to bring up here um, a video that Landon did on our channel oh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. It's called Dark Souls the nobility of failure. Yes. You remember this, I right? Do. It's a good video. So it's a very good video. Landon did some really good work on our channel years ago. Um, so when 9S says the machines fail over and over and over, like failure is the, the point. point. Yeah. Um, there's an idea in Japan of the concept of something like the nobility of failure, right? Mm. How when you fail a thousand times at something, but you still keep trying, there's a... There's a sense probably in all over, all over the world where it's like, wow, you got to give it to him. You know, he doesn't give up, right? That would be a more Western approach to it. Mm-hmm. But in, in Japan, the idea is it's a, it's a lot deeper than that. It's like, wow, 
that person is something to emulate. That person is dedicated to their craft, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I bring up Jiro Dreams of Sushi a lot because I feel like it embodies some of the harsher or deeper uh, cultural aspects of Japan. Um, But Jiro makes like the best sushi in the world, right? And his son... So I don't know how he's I wonder if he's still alive. He would be like he's pretty old, hundred or ninety something really now. Freaking if old, he was yeah. still alive, I don't know if he was, but he was like eighty something when that documentary aired. And his son was waiting to inherit the restaurant, but Jiro never retired. And Jiro was like in his eighties, still making sushi, running his restaurant. His son, as I mentioned before, you're not a, a man until your father dies. Yep, right? That, right. Sigmund Freud's exactly. opinion. Yep. Mm-hmm. His son is an employee at his father's restaurant yep. at the age of sixty-five. Yeah, he's still wait. He cannot run that restaurant himself until his father is he's dead. dead. Yep. His father has made sure of it. Yeah, <laughs> he he is at the retirement age where most I won't say most, but a lot of people will retire in their sixties, and he is Can't. still waiting yeah. to inherit yep. the thing from his dad who won't stop working. Um, <laughs> but he talks about, or maybe it wasn't him, it was one of the other employees, talks about how his only job for like five years was to make egg sushi, right? Mm. And he did a really good job and he kept for five years, every single day, he would make this egg sushi and present it to Jiro. Jiro would take a bite, spit it out, yell at him and say, this tastes like garbage, make it again. For five years <laughs> until finally one day, he was so precise with everything. He finally made the egg sushi, right? Jiro takes a bite and says, not bad. <laughs> and the guy cried. He burst into tears. That is amazing. Because that was the highest praise. Yeah. But to fail, to fail for five years straight yeah. in in hopes that one day you will finally be able to get it right is a very admirable Well, there's trait. a whole Western idea that repeating the same thing with that, with a, um, with a, trying Mark to Twain get a different uh, result, yeah, is the definition of insanity. Of insanity, right? we definitely don't view that the same no, way. No, <laughs> we would say no. Find a new way to do things. Yeah, Whereas right. traditional Japanese culture would say, keep hammering until at you it, make it, work. make it work yeah. until eventually it will work. Um, and was that was that Mark Twain or who? I, I don't who know. Was it that defined insanity that way. Can't I can't remember who remember. who said it. It might not have been Twain. Um, but so in Landon's video about the nobility of failure, he talks about. Um, Something called Hogan Biki. Hogan Biki. And it's something that Japanese will. will uh, Mix is saying themselves. Einstein. That name came into my mind, but I didn't oh, want to say it because I was like, nah, it can't be right. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was Einstein. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, sure. So <laughs> Why did I think Mark Twain? Okay. <laughs> the, yeah, way off there. Okay, so there was a lieutenant in old Japan um, named uh, Yoshitsune, right? And he was the lieutenant. Hogan means lieutenant, right? So Hogan Biki means to honor the lieutenant. Yoshitsune is somebody who tried so hard to like rule Japan, basically. Yes. And ultimately got weeded out and he ran away and he ultimately ended up committing seppuku, right? But he he tried so hard and he failed and in the end he died and he never got what he wanted. But there is like nobility in his failure. There is like this beauty. Japan Japanese people will look at Yoshitsune and say like, wow, he's someone to emulate right because Mm -hmm. he just kept trying he didn't give up Um, another thing here is a wabi-sabi right wabi-sabi comes from the buddhist idea of nothing lasts nothing is finished and nothing is perfect right Mm -hmm. and the idea of at least 
for nothing being finished or nothing being perfect is that no matter what you do, you're going to have to keep doing it forever. And the idea is that eventually you'll, you may not do it perfectly, but you'll get better each time. You'll get a little bit better and better. And because there is no perfect, that's like the principle of calculus. You divide by half, you divide by half. Like essentially you never get to zero because like if you go from one to zero, but it's like half of one is this, half of that is that, half of that is like one point point one two five. You just you get so close, but it's like this parabola that evens out yep. just below the mark, and you never actually get to the place you're trying to go. You right. never actually get there, but you do get a little closer each time mm-hmm. until it's infinitesimally infinitesimally small. Uh, but you're still not there, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so that's good stuff. Um, and then. This also reminds me a little bit of Simone de Beauvoir because the idea of nothing is perfect, right? Mm. That all of these attempts for her to become perfect have marginally increased to a point that she can never actually attain. She never actually gets there. She keeps getting closer and closer and closer, but no matter, she can do this for infinity and she will never Never actually actually get Jean-Paul's attention. And I believe that Jean-Paul, man, that guy. He's never going to look. It's never going to happen. It's not in his essence. (laughs) (laughs) He would hate me for saying that, but I, I believe I'm correct there. Yeah. He would debate that for sure. (laughs) So (laughs) he would just do it just to prove me wrong. He'd be like, all right, Simone, let's go out. Um, but, um, Okay, so guys, everybody go watch that video from Landon. It's very good, Um, but I think it's more or less what these machines find deep meaning in the failure, Mm. right? They're failing over and over and over, but they find meaning in the failure. There's a nobility to it. They're like, we're being like the humans, and they see humans as essentially nobility, right? Something to emulate, something that that governs their fate. Yeah, like a god, Mm -hmm. and they're like, we're going to – the humans failed a thousand times, right? What is it, Michael Jordan – he missed like 20,000 shots in his career or yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, or this may, uh, okay, ah, dang it, the quote, okay. So back when I was in high school, people would always use Donald Trump to say <laughs> he declared bankruptcy like how many times? Nine? <laughs> no, this is back when The Apprentice happened. And it was like, I know, it's he just, just so funny kept, the way the world I has know, changed. But I don't want to not use it as an example. It's just that, <laughs> he, you know, people don't see him as the, the best businessman in the world. But back when The Apprentice was running, when I was in high school, that was the view of Trump. Yeah. And there was this great, not rags to riches, because he was always rich, but like this, like... He didn't give up. He kept, he would declare bankruptcy and he would just keep going until finally he hit on this thing that worked and he, you know, so don't give up guys. And that was what my like uh, yeah. teachers and stuff, they would always use Trump right. as an example. <laughs> I knew there's an example. I just, as soon as I realized it was Trump, I'm like, oh great. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but the idea of the nobility of failure, that, that that's something that the machines would find meaning in doing. And this yeah. is one thing. It was at Camus. Uh, Mix will tell me if this was Camus or not, but he said, um, I think it's in the myth of Sisyphus um, that Sisyphus keeps pushing the rock up the hill and the idea is that this is a horrible punishment, right? Mm-hmm. But then the question is posed, what if Sisyphus finds meaning in the work? Yeah. Is it a punishment now? Right. What if he what if it's deeply meaningful for him just as I was saying like principle of calculus, you get closer and closer, he never quite gets that rock up to the top and it rolls back down, but he keeps doing it. And if he finds meaning in doing that, then who are you to tell me that he was being punished in so doing? Mm-hmm. And that, Or who are you to tell the robots that you're, you're just failing, what are you doing? Are you stupid, right? It's like, no, they find meaning in it, in which case it's like a good thing in their lives, mm-hmm. right? It's something that's like propelling them towards a certain, a certain end. So, mm. okay, Mick says, yes, but Sisyphus can't mind f- 
can find meaning in the little things, even if he is doomed to roll the rock over and over again. And it is the little things that, as Camus says, one must think Sisyphus happy. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my next note here is that we come back after that text adventure section yeah. with Adam essentially being killed by 2B. Uh, she takes 9S back to the bunker. Yep. We get a new scene in the bunker where 9S is in the maintenance room. He sort of self-hacks. Yeah, self-hacks. And he accesses, again, his memory diagnostics, visual systems. This one's systems. crazy. Yeah, there's, and, and he's sort of like, you know, getting to a point where it's like, okay, time to wake up now or, or sync back up with the bunker's uh, server or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a sort of just a glitch. He's like, whoa, what was that? And he's like, hold on, like, hold off on the data transfer. Yes. Like, something's not quite right. Yep. Let me look into this real quick. So he, he's a little bit worried about what that was. And so he ends up kind of accessing the server and looking around in there for, for the bunker. Yep. Actually ends up trying to get over to um, the server on the moon, like accessing the server on the moon ah, where, right. where the Council of Humanity is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's, he sees these barriers there. He's like... Why, what is the, why is there a barrier here? Hmm. Looks like records for supplies shipped to the moon. So like they, they, he's like blocked from right. seeing this. Strange. There, there's just a bunch of empty, because he hacks in, yes. to find out <laughs> why out. there's a barrier there. There's just a ton of empty containers that were sent to the moon. That's weird. Yep, like why empty. would they do that? And then he tries to access the Council of Humanity and Project Yorha records index yep. and finds an attack barrier there. So right. there's little sections where you have to shoot. Yeah, right? so he gets in. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, okay, like, why would they do that? Why would they install, install a barrier like that on the service? Makes no sense. Let's see. Looks like info about how the Council of Humanity was formed as a part of Project Yorha. He goes, wait, well, that's, isn't that backwards? That's backwards. That shouldn't be right. It should have no. been the Council of Humanity that made Project... What? So after a long period of battles and adventures, the prophet spoke. Oh, grant me thy mercy of the land. This is part of the data he's accessing there. Oh, grant me the joy of the heavens. Release me from my yoke of iron. Thus shall our souls be. And then it kind of cuts. What was that? Like, oh, crap, did they find me? He's thinking maybe they've discovered that he's hacking. No, you know. So he kind of gets woken up because Tubi is calling for backup back down on the surface. Um, uh, and so he wakes up to like, go give support cause she's in the back in the abandoned factory with Pascal now. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so he's going to go access the machine network. Yeah. So he hacks in, in and this is where he, you get to play his yeah. machine for a little bit. Uh, but, but good things here setting up for this big reveal about humanity. Yes. Uh, that he started to find out. So Very good. Uh, this is where he hacks into their network and takes over machines directly. He sort of hops from one to the other, getting into stronger ones, making his way through, trying to find her. Um, uh, and then he ends up hearing the same thing that he found in that moon server. After a long period yeah. of battles and adventures, the prophet spoke, Oh, grant me the mercy of the land. Oh, grant me the joy of the heavens. Release me from my yoke of iron. Thus shall our souls be saved forever and ever, forever and ever. This yes. is at the end of him having gone and opened all the doors for her and helped her escape. Yeah. So after what was escaped, this, by the way? Do you know what that was? Why did he have that flashback right there? This um, is while he was a machine, well, isn't it? Well, so yeah, he, he hears this while he's like in the abandoned factory. Was it a to, machine saying that? Let me pull that up because I actually kind of forgot. <laughs> well, I just, I no, I think it just comes, it just like comes as an flashback? impression in his mind. Like just, whoa, what was that? 
Okay, so it's just a, a it's, cut. It's, it's, it's like just, okay, okay. It's like the last of those little animated sequences. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, that would that would in, that would um, imply that he found that in the machine network. That yes. saying. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but I just read that on the moon server. Ooh, yeah. Why? Because I think that's exactly what he says. I think I wrote that down. He says, those were the words I heard in the moon server. Yeah. But why? So he found the words from the moon server in the machine network. Right. And that's crazy. Why Why would that be? This is good. It says, uh, release me from my yoke of iron. It's got these machines with wings that are flying upwards. Like yeah. they're ascending upwards towards like a... A great being that looks like a machine form or yeah. something like that, but it's like this idea of heaven. But it also has some uh, gnostic colors. Oh, sure. Right. The mm-hmm. idea of like release me from a yoke of iron means like get me out of this body. Yep. Basically, like I'm trapped in this body. I want to escape. I want to go up. I want to ascend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I actually had not remembered that this happened quite the way it does. As soon as it does, also, but as directly as it does, Ninus just walks up to the commander and asks whether Yorha created the Council of Humanity. Yes, and more <laughs> ridiculous than that, she just answers. She's just like, she's like, okay, yeah, we yeah, did, we did. Mankind no longer exists. What the heck? I was like, what? That the way that's not how I remembered this going down. <laughs> uh, well, I, I could, I couldn't believe. So, for anybody. Okay, so in the end of um, ending A playthrough, I referenced that I happened to be aware of a massive spoiler yeah, for this game before right. playing it. This was it. Mankind yeah. is dead, and they've yeah. been dead this whole time. Yeah. For, like, thousands of years. Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> thought this would be ending E. Yeah, like this the is end ending of the B. game type I, I, I am yeah. now blind going into the rest, the rest of this of game, game, which I think there's still quite a bit more for me oh, to play. Yeah, and lot. so I'm excited again now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I thought that was like the big reveal. It sounds like there's there's probably going to be more fun there's stuff more, in store There's for me. a lot more stuff. So yeah. I'm really excited to continue playing the game, first of all. Um, but second of all, the way that they chose to reveal it was crazy. Yeah. And why is she acquiescing so easily? It would be so easy. That, maybe, maybe not for androids. Yeah. But it would be so easy for humans, at least, to be like, oh, that thing, that was a joke. That that was actually an emergency scenario. Think of mm. what the military or what like it if, would come up with. If there's a leak about what the government's doing and the government says, oh, that, so that was, you know, this fake thing or whatever that was yeah. a scenario what if this happened that's mm-hmm. what this was for and it's like they they can um you know find ways of getting around it but it, she doesn't do that no. she just comes clean and she's yeah. just like humans have been dead for your entire life yeah and like so and the reason that. the reason why will be revealed later <laughs> <laughs> yes so that that's coming up so yeah there really is kind of a lot more to yep. look forward to your, your experience high. Good. With near automata Good. is not ruined by knowing that fact. Good. It is. It is a big I reveal, it was. but it's not like the the thing that, that like why everyone like, thinks oh, this game's so good. the plot centers around that. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does, but not really. There's still like yeah. a lot more to learn coming up. So it's super fascinating. She even says humans never went to the moon at all. In fact, humanity had already died when the aliens first attacked. What was that? Yeah. 5,000, 6,000 years ago. Yes, right. Humans had already been dead. Yeah. Right? right. And so then he asks her like, why are you covering this up? And she gives this line where she says, no one fights without a reason mm-hmm. and we need a God worth dying for. Mm-hmm. So what path will you take? It's up to you to decide. Yeah. So she's letting this low level, like 9S is not like, he doesn't hold great sway up mm. in the bunker. Like he's just scout. like a dude. Yep. He's a scout. Like even with 2B, he's clearly the subservient one. Yep. Like 
she's just letting him have this knowledge and letting him just go. And like, he's going to tell to be yeah. right. In fact, that's his intention at least is to yeah. do that. Um, I don't think he, he does by the end of this, but he's going to, she knows he's going to, mm-hmm. is it not a big deal if the androids find out about this or, you know, like what's her deal? I just, yeah. I really am confused by her because this isn't how humans act. Yeah. She seems to be on a different level. Yeah. This is one of those mysteries or, or one of those reveals that just creates more mysteries. Right. And it's now just it's like, like wait, wait a minute. Why and yeah. how and who and <laughs> and what and when? Okay, she yeah. sort of says when, but you know. Yeah. So it, it definitely opens up some doors and it, it gets crazier. So. Um, then we got Eve again. Yeah, we got the got. scene where Eve is mourning his brother. I'll kill him. Yeah, I'll end it all. It's not meaningless. All that super stuff. Mad. Um the human race is gone. What will I tell to be? Uh, we're back up in the bunker with 9S. And then he heads out to get in his flight suit. I don't know if you saw this. Um, it, it's a little more obvious you see something like this at the very, very end of the B ending. But as he's getting into the flight suit, there's a little projection, like a little girl. Yes, ghostly, I did. Kind of standing and behind And also yeah. when, when um, 2B strangles him in the end. Yeah, there's, there's two of them. two of them. Yeah. So you, I, I, don't, I, I had never seen that's a her, bigger mystery to me than anything. Yeah, I had never seen her in the bunker like that. Oh, I, really? I had seen them, seen the two girls like projected at the there end. at the ending. But I was like, wait a minute, what's that? Mm. And I went back and looked again, and I was like, oh crap! Like she's right there in the bunker, like standing next to the flight suit, like watching him go down there. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it's easy to miss, yep. but she's there. Um. Okay, and then my next note is toward the end of the fight, uh, the end of the Eve fight, 9S hacks him and is fighting him kind of inside the machine network, right? There's this whole section of hacking and Eve is fighting you in there. Um, let's see. And then uh, this is where 9S gets infected with the logic virus. And he's saying, oh, what's this? And his pod says, alert, disruption detected in Yorha unit 9S's self-consciousness data. Mm-hmm. Corruption potential or corruption potential critical evacuation recommended. Oh, I can't. Not when I'm this far in. And then she comes back. Or I, I say she. It's a, it's a female voice, but it's just the pod. Corruption mm-hmm. confirmed in Yorha unit 9S's self-consciousness yeah. data. Immediate evacuation and treatment recommended. Just a little more. If I can't, if I can remove Eve's object control function, so he's just hacking further and further and further. Um, yep. Eventually, they do they destroy Adam or destroy Eve, yep. kill Eve. Uh, oh, there's another scene at the end of that section where Adam and Eve are kind of on opposite sides of the table, and Eve says, "Listen to me, Adam. Oh, yeah. I never disliked fighting, but I didn't want to. Uh, didn't want you to be hurt, and I especially didn't want to lose you. So let's go somewhere quiet." together my brother so he had suggested yeah, at some point away. to not do this yeah. to not fight to not give in to the hatred he had intellectually decided was the point of humanity right. and that to, to live means i have to fight with the very real possibility of dying the whole thing yes. we talked about before well, like, please but, don't do that and since you brought that up there's also the idea of what the commander says she says we need a god worth dying for yes she has come the android elites have come to the decision, the same decision that Adam did. Yes. You have to find something that is worth giving up your life for. In order to in order to live have a purpose. To have a purpose. Or really have a meaningful life. There has to be that possibility. And so Adam we we, you know, rip on Adam for his naive decision, but then it's like, wait, that's what the androids are doing as well. Yeah. Almost the same thing. It, it's almost like Yorha is a religious institution. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. They created 
a god worth it's, dying and fighting it's, for. It's um, in intertwined, yeah. right? It's a theocracy, you could say, yeah. right? Where they control the revelation from God and the dictates of the government yes. as, as one single entity. Yes. Yeah, there's tremendous So we'll there. get a lot more into that discussion. Yes, I can't wait. In a later point, but... Um, okay, so then I wrote, as 2B strangles 9S, uh, there are two girls with black hair and red dresses projected <laughs> on either side of them. Right? Yeah, well, I hope we figure that out later. More mystery there. And then the final dialogue from 9S in this ending, even though it's the same shot with it's kind of it's kind of pulling back and he's holding her there as the as the robot and she's standing in the palm of his hand. And so the final battle with Adam and Eve came to an end. This battle will likely have a great effect on the outcome of the war. Tubi and I, our battle will continue for some time to come. But that's another story for another day. Who are they going to be fighting? Right. It's, it, this is not the end at all. <laughs> no. And they make um, very clear it's, that. It's actually more like a beginning in a sense. And this was but, called Or Not To Be with the B yep, in B as capital. There's a little credit scene too to that was. Yes. Uh, as the credits roll, there's more yeah. stuff. That you I didn't see. take notes on it, but it's good. It's just showing building character between 9S and 2B. Yeah. So I and, wrote, uh, okay. as the credits roll this time, you can control 2B in the bunker. Nina seems to want to tell her about humanity. Yeah, but he doesn't. He thinks better of it. And then that you see a preview of what's to come. And it gives you the names of the next two endings right here. Um, Meaningless Code. Children. And Childhood's End. End. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And the D's capitalized. And you've read that one, right? I have. That's great. Okay, that'll be phenomenal. I look forward to hearing about that. And I just have one more note and then we got to go. Eve says that Adam was everything to him. His brother was his purpose. For he descended from his brother. He lost his purpose, and having lost it, he now wants to destroy everything. Some will have such a reaction to the loss of meaning in their lives. Yeah. Um, and with that, that's it. Ending B. End B. Join uh, us next time for ending C. I have no idea how far to play up to next time. <laughs> we'll put it C. in the comments, but we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye.